Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. What are the odds, huh? What are the odds that it is now 11 or 10 days close to Christmas, and then the good people at the day job decide to go ahead and say, yeah, you know what, we're going to make them work Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, everybody that's here, don't plan on going anywhere, because you got to be here on the 24th. Sure, whatever the hell with the 23rd, but the 24th, your ass better be here at the job. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start raising up the point system. You know, it's stupid. Retail in general, especially the ones that run it, are pretty damn stupid. There's no reason at any point in time why people should be working Christmas Eve and Christmas. And I'm going to explain why, because we are now into the right place, the right time, and you've all been waiting for this, because welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, J360 Legion, how are you? doing tonight yes it is i the j man i'm back this time for real and of course hopefully there ain't gonna be no troubles along the way i don't know about any of y'all but i've been kind of going through a little bit of a holiday curse or something like that you know because usually it doesn't take this long for me to make an episode and man this one this one pretty much snuck by me now the first couple of days you know i didn't have anything ready i was busy working on j360 tv which, I'll be honest with you, is looking great. 2020 is going to be lit, y'all. 
I mean, I already have nine programs for it. And not only that, now will all nine get made? Not really. But I would like to say a handful of them will. I want to say at least four of the shows probably will get a chance. And, man, like all the tests that I've done have led to this moment. Now, does that mean we're going to have a good time the first few rounds? I don't really know. I would like to say yes. I would like to say it would be spectacular even. Hell, who knows? Maybe on New Year's Eve I could probably do something for you all. But I don't want to get a little too ahead of myself because I think that's what got me in trouble the first time. Because, um, you know, when I when I started working on this episode earlier, because I was going to have it drop on Friday, things got shafted on Friday, and then on Saturday I was going to have it premiere on Saturday, but once again, the people at the day job just didn't want to see it that way, and I got home pretty late, and you know what, I tried to record it, the internet kept going in and out just couldn't win and even right now you know i had to get over some obstacles just to make time to get to the show tonight though i am happy about one thing the eagles did win yep it was a look of the draw and man the redskins were coming but nah it just wasn't gonna happen that day and our playoff dreams are still alive so yeah there's a chance we can make playoffs and then i know next week we're finally gonna knock out them damn dallas cowboys i cannot stand that team I don't think, you know, sometimes when I really think about it, is it the team that I don't like or is it the fans that I don't like? Because sometimes I don't even like my own Eagles brother, and to be honest with you, because sometimes we're just giant a-holes. <laughs> there are times that we go a little too far, and then, you you know, it's kind of like seeing, like, two comic people or two um, cinephiles going at it and saying, I've seen this many. What have you seen? I mean, not the ones that are in the pod community or in the independent circuit altogether, like, those people are reasonable and easygoing. I'm talking about the ones that are actually, you know the ones that are in your friends group or the ones that show up out of nowhere, out of your social circle in some way, and they always think that their nose is up in the air and that they're like three steps better than you, but they're not. You know what I mean? They're pretty much no different than you. It's just that they're so arrogant that they go about on these tangents. Yeah. Sometimes that's the relationship I got with certain people, including Dallas Cowboys fans. We're in the NFC East, all right? You know the NFC East. There are times that either two teams perform well in the NFC East, or there's a time where nobody performs well in the NFC East. Get the hell over yourselves. I mean, if you really think about it, like, I got to admit, the Dallas Cowboys were a dominant force to a point in the 90s, but at the end of the day, (laughs) it hasn't gotten them anywhere in the last few years. Matter of fact, there are quite a bit of them that were very embarrassed to be fans, and that one star they have is pretty much the rating of the whole team. I mean, (laughs) there goes a a point where it's like this. They call themselves America's team, all right? But you see, even the U.S. government probably looks at that and says, we don't claim them. And you know what? That'd be the one smart decision they're making out of all the smart decisions they make. Because right now, even the government is laughable. Some of the stuff that they're pulling and trying to do. I mean, when you look at the impeachments, the whole thing is handled very incompetently. And then the same thing can be said for um, basically any part of Trump's presidency and all that stuff. Like, I call them incompetence, Inc. for a reason. And since we're getting to the end of the year, it just has to be said, do you all like what you voted for? Does everybody here 
like to be apathetic because guess what? Apathy has its own way of giving you a receipt on things. If you start seeing a bunch of things that you don't like or if you see certain changes that you weren't about and you didn't take the time to vote or even make a stand to say something about it, and I, and I don't mean like a post-op stand. I mean like when you were there the whole time watching the transgression, you know? Like, I'll be honest with you. I don't like him. I don't like the way his policy goes about it. It seems like it takes him a while to do the right thing. And you can go and look at the party system. You can go and look at Pelosi. You can look at any of those people. The thing is, I'm not praising them and saying that, oh, they're doing a great job either. You got people in there that just skirt by every election they have because people have gotten a lot more apathetic and think they don't have any say in the matter. And then you have people that sit there and go ahead and tell you that you have no say in the matter. So you don't really know what your powers or your abilities are. But slowly but surely, the powers that be are happy to have this happen because they will be more than likely capable and able to take your freedoms away. And then there comes a time where they try to quell the social woes and all that kind of stuff by making things even more complicated. By being a giant middleman who gives the middle finger to those that think rationally. See, we live in a society now, if you make smart decisions and if you are full of um, common sense and you're not fitting with the social norms of the time, even if they're as outlandish as can be, you're a pariah. And you see, the thing about it is I don't mind being a pariah, folks, because I don't want to contribute to any of the massive insanity that goes on around here. I mean, you got people nowadays claiming, oh, you know, it's offensive to say Merry Christmas. It would be big to say Happy Holidays. That would make me feel real comfortable. And while I'm saying that is, I'm saying that in the voice of one of these moral guardians and social watchdogs. Because apparently, they gotta be in everybody else's business, even though their business smells just as bad as the back of my ass. You know? And the truth is, hey, hey, on the real, I'm pretty clean and good. But the thing is that a lot of them people, they were right out there in the retail job today. I mean, it's like they can't handle, you know, formalities or certain agreements and stuff like that. Like, if you celebrate Hanukkah, I'll say Happy Hanukkah to you. If you celebrate Christmas, I'll say Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, same thing. I'll I'll say, you know, Happy Kwanzaa. I mean, I'd hate to see what happened when Ramadan rolls around and some of y'all can't handle that. Of course, I think Ramadan's in July, but, but still, though, you know? It's like you cannot please everybody. Especially when it comes to the holiday season. Oh, saying happy holidays work. No, sometimes saying happy holidays, it used to be a good formality at one time. You know, when it was optional. But nowadays people try to say, that's the saying that needs to be said for now. It's got to be politically correct. No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Because people get offended by that. Happy holidays is a cop out, man. It's like putting a band-aid on a a giant giant flesh wound. You know, it's it's not going to heal on its own. You got to really get that mended up and stuff. But one way or another, I really want to know how we as a country, or no, how we in general, the proverbial we as a society, gotten really, really butthurt about things. You know, it's the end of the year. It's the time to celebrate. It's the time to be happy. It's the time to get out there and do things. Now, I know a lot of people are miserable because of what I said earlier about having to work on Christmas Eve, about, you know, a lot of people, they have their moment where they have to either work Christmas Eve don't work Christmas, or some people are like, hey, you know what, could you come in on Christmas for a couple of hours? Like, they will go that far to try to pull people in for Christmas. 
or you got some people out there that have no lives or they don't even try to work on a social circle. So they try to say, mm, it's Christmas other than just another day. You know, you see those kind of people. They come out of the woodwork all the time. They're in any comment section that deals with, you know, celebrating the Yuletides. You know, like everybody's happy, having a good time. Here comes Debbie Downer to want to say, Christmas is a a pagan holiday. It was made by by the people and the corporations so they could go ahead and make their year-end profit for their quarter findings. It's not about Jesus. You know, the thing about Christmas is it was an algorithm of different traditions. Then later on, eventually, it became about the birth of Christ. And if you don't believe me, look it up. And the truth is, is that you can celebrate Christmas any way you want to. And if somebody says Merry Christmas to you, it doesn't, it probably wouldn't make you less of a person to say, you know, well, I don't celebrate Christmas back, but hey, happy holidays. Or, you know, even happy, well, you know, we celebrate Hanukkah, but still, that's cool. Merry Christmas to you then. See what I'm saying? There's so many ways to work with this. It's just that we as a people... We have to be entitled to things, and we have to be beholding to others. Remember, cultural appropriation is a very serious thing. Yeah, and while it is, and while it happens on the daily, things have gotten so intermixed and meta nowadays, you might have to just say, yeah, you know, we lost this one. And while we have become more woke, I don't like wokeness either. I don't like wokeness with any form of me enjoying myself. Like, you know, if I'm sitting there and I'm drinking eggnog and I'm watching the Grinch, you know, I want to see him go ahead and commit grand robbery. That's all I want him to do. I want him to break into people's homes and go ahead and steal their Christmas. But little did he realize it was just junk he stole. He did not steal the meaning of Christmas because the meaning of Christmas is supposed to be togetherness, equality, and everybody enjoying everybody's time until the day after where they have to go back to the store and take everything back and waste everybody in retail's time. Because that's just what we do as a culture. And while we're at it, we'll go ahead and we'll start gathering all the spirits and spices to get ready for our New Year's Eve parties, you know? And then, before we make the time to actually plan to use our PTO times, or a lot of y'all have been brave and decided to call out on the day when you're the most busiest anyway, the thing is, is this. We have these traditions and everything because that is the time to do it. Like, you know, we debate whether Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not, and it totally is. Same thing with the sequel, and a lot of people don't pay attention to Lethal Weapon. Matter of fact, was Lethal Weapon 1 the only one that took place on Christmas? Or was it Lethal Weapon 2? Did Lethal Weapon 2? No, 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 no. It was definitely just Lethal Weapon 1. You see, the circumstances that be, you shouldn't let anybody destroy or disrupt the way you enjoy the holiday. And I'm not going to let my day job do it, because, see, here's the thing. I talked them into letting me have the earliest shift, so can when I have that earliest shift and I go up in there... There might be a chance I go ahead and use my PTO time to leave at least a couple more hours earlier. And I will do that, too. Mm-hmm. Anybody from the job place listening, hey, you guys know the plan? Because guess what? Some of y'all came up with that plan, too. The point is, is that I got a family. You all got families. Go spend time with them, even if you don't like them that much. You know, go spend time with them a little bit. You know, it just... After a while, you'll get over this kind of stuff, but you'll be happy you did it because sometimes you need a holiday. We all do. And, of course, they're going to sit there and try to dictate on how you live your lives. But at the same time, would you let them? You know, I I mean, the new Star Wars movie is coming out, but yet I don't see too many people talking enthusiastically about it. Though, at the same time, I haven't been at the podcast meetings for a while as of late, so I don't know. Maybe I kind of missed that one. 
I'm still on the fence about it. You know what I'm saying? I will go see it. But as I said before, when I when I did the mini bite, I pretty much did the redemption for you all. Yeah, episode seven was all right. You know, it, it wasn't the big expectation I had for it. Sometimes I think the expectations for these movies, and I mean like any of these movies that come out nowadays, either based on who's directing, who's starring, who's writing, all everything has so much attention to it. And then you think, oh, because they did a, such a good job on the last movie they made, chances are this, this one could actually be the topper. This could be the one that actually cements them to to the highest goal they can get to because it's in my mind that it's perfect no movie on this planet will ever be perfect even the ones that are you know preserved and and, and kept as cultural significance they're not perfect i mean they were good for their time and everybody talks about them either through the cinematography or either through the writing or whatever it could be but it's like this when you look at these movies they're all an experiment in the making and they took a lot of money in addition to whatever technique they had to make it into an experience for all of us to, you know, to partake in. I don't need somebody on YouTube to go ahead and make a reaction video or sit there and cry because the Millennium Falcon's flying around or all this. Other yeah, you know, that guy who did all that crying and stuff when, when, when Ray showed up and did that giant backflip over that speeder. Oh, wasn't that amazing? Yeah, she. it's not like she didn't do it in episode seven, right? You know, it's just like, and he's sitting there, he balling out. I'm like, damn, dude, it's not that serious. You can tell he was just acting, you know. But then again, who knows? He might have legitimately loved Star Wars that way because there are people out there who eat, sleep, and breathe it. But at the same time, they'll go ahead and they'll make mockeries of the lore, and as they should, because, you know, you can make fun of Marvel's lore. You can make fun of any of these properties here that are owned by Disney's lore at any time you want to. You can make fun of all that stuff. But at the same time, if I go about doing it or somebody else goes about doing it, it's called harassment then. And I've seen that Bob Iger is wanting to set a meeting up with Martin Scorsese so they can talk about his opinion on the Marvel films. I'm like, damn. Damn, damn Bob, you know? Hey, hey, man, can I call you Bob, by, for instance? If you ever watch this or listen to this show, you know, what are you doing? This, this is, you know what that looks like, right? It looked like, hey, I can't handle you talking about me in public. Uh, let, let's have a good personal meeting here so we can go ahead and hash it out. Because, see, the thing about it is it's not even a private meeting because everybody knows about it. I, ING, I'm not, no, no, not IMDB. Uh, IGN went ahead and explained this not too long ago, saying that they're going to have a meeting about his, his last uh, opinions about Marvel movies. And who cares? Like what you like. If you do not like these films, I'll be honest with you, man. There was a moment there. I didn't like the Jason Bourne films. But then that, there was a time I went ahead, sat down, rewatched them again. And, you know, they grew on me after a while. It's mostly because I didn't really care about what Matt Damon had to say. I got over it. But needless to say, I got over it on my own time. You know, if Martin Scorsese gets over it on his own time, maybe it'll be all right. But here's the thing, right? You realize Martin Scorsese is an older gentleman. You realize that he's made different movies over the years. You realize that we as a people made him popular again because of what he said, right? Because when the Irishman came out, everybody was like, well, who's the Irishman? And everybody took the time to actually go watch it. 
except for those of you legitimate fans out there who love Pacino and De Niro and pretty much love those mobster films, you went and saw this movie on Netflix mostly because of what he said to see if he's still a credible filmmaker like he is. And apparently so, rightfully so. But the thing is, it's just when somebody makes an opinion about something that's popular, I mean, even Jennifer Aniston said something about it. Uh, Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth giant mouth banks said something about him, you know, and her reference because her movie tanked because they didn't market that movie. That movie was just miss Andrew, the movie pretty much. And then the new Ghostbusters movie came out, and they're like, oh, well, you know, 2016 Ghostbusters movie isn't canon anymore because blah, 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 blah. there wasn't a ghost setting in 30 years. And then all of the feminists got mad and started to be all upset. All the white knights came to try to buffer the feminists to help them feel good about themselves because they know they would get their asses kicked if they didn't. And then here comes the other part where everybody is still, it's like, ah. Sometimes the world just needs to shut the hell up. You see, it will never do that because of social media in general. You'll hear it from time to time. I mean, I can't wait till Keanu Day. Because there's going to be people that'll sit right there and say, You know, Matrix 4 was any good compared to John Wick 4. John Wick 4 was a lot better. John Wick 4 was not that good compared to Parabellum. You know, Parabellum, which was number three. I hate all of it. And all that bull. And before you think that was a Middle Eastern accent and stuff, it was not. That's just me making fun of them guinea goats out there because needless to say, people out there will always have something to say. And then it gets to the point where it's like, hey, it's time to eat those words or it's time to go ahead and say, you know what? Your opinion is your opinion and your opinion sucks. So I'm moving forward on my own keel. And what do you think that has to do with uh, Christmas? You're probably wondering. Well, you see, the thing is, everybody has their opinion on how to celebrate Christmas. And also, everybody has their opinions on the mascots of Christmas. I heard that some people wanted to change Rudolph's nose from red into a rainbow. Like, that's really going to make a difference. He's a reindeer. He's a reindeer that got outcasted because he was different. I get that. A lot of y'all think y'all are different. Some of y'all think you're reindeers. Yet, you stand up on two legs. Really goes against the idea of Animal Farm, too. But before we get into that... (laughs) it's not going to make a difference. That special has been airing for years. Same thing with Frosty. Same thing with Jack Frost. Same thing with basically anything that deals with the Christmas season. Some of y'all want to even try to, what, make Santa non-binary? Like, once again, this is not going to help you. All this stuff here, you know, we're all Santa in a way. We're all Rudolph in a way. We're all all these different things in a way because guess what? This is our time to celebrate. And some of these things came out of folk tales for us to enjoy and entertain or sometimes to teach kids a lesson like Krampus. You know, what, what do you want to do next with Krampus? What, you want to paint him pink or something? I mean, what, what's, what's going to happen? You know, and then, by the way, while you're making him non-binary and stuff like that, you're totally wiping out Mrs. Claus. Even though Mrs. Claus, there were times where, you know, Santa was sick. I remember the story. Santa was sick, and Mrs. Claus had to go take over for Santa for a while. There were times that she actually held it down, or she was navigating, and all that. Nobody looks at that, right? 
And yeah, it's it's crazy because some of y'all point out say, Jay, you know Santa's not real, right? Of course he's not real. But the point is, everybody's sitting here acting like he is. And then there comes the point where other people will sit there and say, you know, in a way Santa should be real for kids out there. Sorry, kids. I did not mean to ruin that for you all. But you see, the thing is, is that what are you doing listening to the J-Man show in the first place? Y'all need to be in bed or something like that. Isn't school still on? Uh, anyway, <laughs> before I get really carried away, uh, you see, when it gets right down to it, right, it's good for the kids. It's good for people out here. You, you know, you got kids nowadays making all these grown-up decisions and stuff, and it's like they need to be kids, that's their time to be kids. Like, when you get to that point where you're like 13, 14, or hell, even 15. Let, let's just say 15 as that end result. That's when you can start making those big-time decisions and stuff. That's when you really need to be looking forward to, like, maybe college and the rest of your life and all that kind of stuff. But you're still in high school. You're still getting there and stuff. These things are in a transitional period. Nowadays, you got celebrities coming out here talking about their kids having these painted nails and that oh yeah yeah i accept it for making their choice but it's like well it's not like you didn't impose that on them did you there's nothing wrong with having choices and making them but it's like sometimes i think they throw it on the kids too soon and then like when it comes to christmas and stuff i mean it's not about patronizing but it's fun to enjoy those ideas I mean, Mickey Mouse hasn't been real for how many years? And we all still managed to come out and celebrate him like he was real. Remember? Yeah, the 90th anniversary, indeed. You know, like, Sonic's not real, but guess what? We celebrate his birthday every June 23rd, don't we, gamers? Think about it. The same rule applies to Christmas. Like, at the end of the day, it's not just a mass marketing appeal. It's not just all that kind of stuff. But this folklore that we have about Christmas is actually fun. And by us going about these different ways and trying to, you know, wipe this out here or do corrective tape there or go ahead and just try to, you know, make non-binary Santa here and all this other stuff, you know, it, it kills it sometimes. I mean, why not just create an original character if it means that, means that much to you? You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to limit your creation and stuff like that, but why you got to bastardize what's already established? You know? It's not saying that I, I don't think the gays have rights. I know they do. It's not to say that I don't believe that a woman ha- doesn't have a place in the workforce. I know they do. Matter of fact, you know, here, here's the thing, right? If you want to be in the job so much, hell, take my job so I can stay home. That's all there is to it. And granted, I won't be staying home. I'll be going outside hunting or doing a bunch of other things. But the truth is, is this. If you want that stuff so much, yeah, you have the choice and you have the ability to do it. But here's the thing. It'd be a much better win if you did custom work. If you went ahead and you made the legend, made the lore. If you did all that stuff on your on your own and somehow brought it in, that would work. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like people people get carried away with everything. And then the things that they do have, even if they won, they still would not appreciate it. And that is my problem with the human race. I mean, this stuff is like right there. It's like, hey, guess what? You achieved it, right? I mean, you did good here. Like, you got some, like, I remember like years ago, 
You had some female content creators that thought they weren't getting as much views as their male counterparts. But what did they do? They stepped up and they kept making content. But you see, everybody wants instant gratification. Everybody wants instant popularity. Everybody wants instant recognition and fame, which at the same time, even with me, I'm still going to keep pushing regardless. I might have not even made it any podcast awards or got any nominations or any votes or whatever, but I still keep doing this. It's the same thing with certain things. Everybody talks about Oscar snubs and all this other stuff. I don't give a damn. There's a chance I might get there. But I'm not going to let it define or stop me. I got to keep going. And you see, that's just who I am. The motivation's right there. You know, at the end of the day, people have an opinion. And all this stuff you'll realize is based on people's opinion. And then there's times where their opinion is wrong. And then there's times where their opinion doesn't make any damn sense. I remember Jim Henson had a, himself had a, um, he had a critic one time that went on this whole tirade about anything. And he even said, what the F are you talking about? It's a well-known um, statement of his towards that person. And you'll realize that a lot of these people, because they have great speaking voices or because they have an influence of some kind, or they go about on these tangents and say, whatever chances are, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And when you go ahead and you point that out to them, as much like Michael Scott would say, so suck on that. You know? Then all of a sudden they start doing a little bit of reflection and be like, oh, well, oh, maybe I was wrong. Oh, maybe I have an existential crisis. Oh, he hurt my feelings. He hurt my feelings. Wait, he hurt my feelings. I can get him back for that because that's the way the culture is. Oh, we, we can cancel him. Oh, let's go ahead and do it. That's the world I live in. And it's like, you know, once again, it becomes a Christmas curse. And these same people freak out and get annoyed anytime, like, somebody has a romance going on or somebody has, like, you know, are in a relationship and stuff like that and they can't handle it. And they're like, why, why can't I have a relationship? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and destroy that because I'm petty. I can't have that. I got to be the center of attention. Why, why I got to be like this? And they do that stuff. And then, you know, for a while there, it was like, damn, some of you real life Grinches and Grinchettes need to really get it together a little bit and not get it together in the sense where you call it wokeness, not in the sense where you go ahead and you hold on to a crutch and say, it's my anxiety act and anxiety had nothing to do with that stuff, man. Stop lying. That's just you being a giant a-hole and you pretty much trying to ruin everybody else's fun and think that it's all about you and like i said before in another mini bite or actually it wasn't even another mini bite it was last episode or the episode before that one of the two it's not always about you how about giving a little goodwill how about actually volunteering or how about you know you create something create some new christmas stories that's what i'm doing you know chances are it might not be about santa it might not be about rudolph it might be about his uh bastard cousin uh, Randolph, who's two-headed and has a green and a blue nose and basically just can't stand anybody. But he learns the meaning of friendship in the end and he decides to go to the party anyway because guess what? He hasn't that long to live. So once when all of the chemical imbalances come together and kill his ass, he's going to have some friends before he goes. And at that moment, I know that everybody was laughing and was happy about the horrific story that was presented before you. Now, 
Randolph is copywritten, so don't even try to attempt to use him without my permission, because damn it, I need my money. Now, <laughs> and going back into that too, uh, look, as we get close to Christmas Eve, and I know some of y'all will be working, do make sure to buy your gifts ahead of time. Do make sure to have all your stuff together. Don't overwork those that work in retail and logistics just because, hey, I got time. Take time now because we have 10 days till Christmas. I think by the time this episode lands, we have 10 days until Christmas. Take the time now to get this stuff done. Get it over with. Fortunately, I only have two more people to buy for because that ass is getting done tomorrow. All right. <laughs> I'm not waiting until Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm doing my Christmas shopping tomorrow. That is the goal. That is the plan. That way, so I can get back to being more uh, organized with my content here because I, I should always have J360 Radio ready for you. And I do. And I do. But you know, after a while, this is when it realized that Christmas can be a real pain in the ass. But I do know this much it can be handled. And it might not be a giant curse after all. But of course you know, I still got another work week ahead of me. And God knows what that's going to look like. Because if there's some retail effery going on in there, chances are it will make it to the J-Man show. Alright, well, I talked your ear off long enough right now, folks. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. We have another one coming up. For those of you that have been waiting for me to follow up on those loose ends for the Monster Fest this past year, it's going to happen next episode because that is the holiday horror episode. So look forward to that and take care of yourselves. I got to get up out of here. This is the J-Man signing off. Peace to you. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.